the trust base is really understanding what success looks like with a client. It's not just understanding that success is with the business that is your client. You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a B2B podcast that brings you the juiciest insights from go-to-market leaders and practitioners. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Mitul Shah. Today, I'm super excited to talk to William Schwartz on trust-based selling, how to be a true partner to your clients. Introducing William, William has 30 years of international business management experience in software technology, supply chain, sales, and operations. As a director of Alpha CRC in North America or North American business, William builds on his relationship globally to deliver the best experience for his clients. William has a Bachelor of Science in Industrial Technology and Operations Management from Cal Poly University in San Luis Obispo, and he joined Alpha CRC in 2010. William, super excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Great to be here and share a bit today. So we'd love to start by understanding your role at Alpha and uh, you know a bit about localization solution. This might be a new vertical for for a lot of our listeners. So maybe if you can delve a little bit, you know, into what is this localization solution? Yeah. So um, well, first of all, I run the business for North America for Alpha CRC. We're we're an LSP language service provider. So in the U.S. here, we don't have much production. We have project management, sales on-site account managers and and testing resources, or mostly sales, business development, and project management here. Alpha has been in business since 1987. We're, an, like I said, an LSP language service provider. And what we do is enable global enterprises uh, to support their localization needs. And localization is taking your product globally into different markets. We help companies grow in those markets. And and part of that is um, the language itself and adapting the content culturally or even visually to to meet those market needs and and hyper-personalize it to certain, to their end users or their customers. Uh, We have a a number of services. We, We like to think of ourselves as an under one roof philosophy with end-to-end solutions. So we're doing everything from functional testing and QA to translation, uh, DTP. We have copywriting, editing, marketing, machine translation, and and even uh, help you with content uh, writing as well. We have an Alpha Studio in London, and we also have an e-learning division as well as um, Alpha Games. We support the games industry, IT and technology, medical, automotive, and some of the other high-end luxury brands as well. Interesting. So if I, if I may to just break it down simple, uh, you know, in a little bit of a simplistic way, if any company, software, uh, you know, technology companies, if they need a localization or translation solution. So if I have a software that's in English, say, for example, but I'm trying to release it to, I don't know, 10 different countries and I will localize my software, hence, you know, all the labels and all the tags and all the notifications and what have you needs to be in the local language. They come to you guys and you help them translate that and do that. Correct. That's that's at a core. That's what we do. But we, we like to 
also think that we're holistically, you know, we provide higher level services as well uh, for the whole user experience, um, looking at a product and saying, how can this better fit into the market? How can you be more productive in that market, get more ROI in that market, not just translate, but um, the whole trans uh, trans adaptation and cultural adaptation as well. And, and, you know, and making sure that it fits into that market and, and it, it sells your, your products. So we could, you know, there's a lot of, and, and one of the other thing, when I say under one roof, we're one of the few LSPs in the industry that actually have full-time linguists and teams in-house. We have over 500 production teams, uh, team members within Alpha. So we, what we do with clients is we give them a dedicated team. So what that means is that over time, that that IP will will improve, that that quality will improve. We will learn your product. Our, our team members will be named. They'll be they'll learn your product. They'll almost be like they're on your team. And so you'll get the value of a controlled process and improving quality over time, which if you're going to, you know, just different teams every time, freelancers, you, you might might lose that control or that that understanding of your of your end product. So Got it. Um, Got it. So yep. you you have a you have a very very unique value proposition, right? When you you know like you know you're providing a very specialized service to your customers, you know, and and, and clients with localization, translation, ROI, and you know everything under under one roof. How are you? Which is which is kind of very different than again if you think about like traditional software sales and technology sales and whatnot. How are you able to deliver growth? with your sales team, you know, and, and marketing support? Well, historically, we, we've grown very organic. We've grown, uh, we did not even have a marketing team up until pre-COVID. Um, our sales team, yeah, our sales team was less than 10 people globally. It's actually less now. Um, and what we would do is basically we owned it um, the sales teams own the process end to end from prospecting all the way through to, to, uh, to RFP, to onboarding a new client. So the whole, a complete sales process, but we have had with the exception of a few years, um, you know, where we, we had some flat or slightly downturn for the most part, we've been growing steadily year over year. And we have found that. How much is, has been your growth? Right? Um, about 10% okay. year over yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. And, and we've done some M&A activity, uh, but we have found that if we, we've lived off of our reputation. So we didn't put out a lot of marketing previous to COVID and a lot of uh, push in marketing. What we did was we, you know, we just made sure we took care of our clients that we had and we nurtured them in that relationship and worked introductions into the market, introductions to other companies through them. And, and we've been able to grow just on a reputation and just doing a great job by the clients that we have. That's been the best marketing that we found. And it still is true today, even now that we have a full marketing department. But um, it was very targeted sales. We would very selective companies that we were going after. and. Uh, so as a team of 10 people, maybe five now, we really stay focused on 
on going after those types of companies. And, uh, and then we also bring in, we, we consistently bring in more business just by word of mouth and our reputation. Um, I was just, we just closed a deal last week where it was exactly that they came to us. We closed a deal within a week. Uh, they said, you, you know, someone recommended it, us to you and we don't, you know, we need to get going really quickly. So we, we trust this person and, and we, we're going to bring you, we like to bring you on board to help us. And that, that's always the best compliment and the best uh, way to sell is through um, just doing a great job with the, the clients that you have. Got it. So, so this is, this is very interesting, right? In a sense that you guys, the marketing is kind of was non-existent before COVID. There might be a very small team right now. So this is a pure relationship based or sales based model that you, that you guys have. And if I may call it, it's, it's more of a trust based selling relationship based selling than you know, your traditional I would say product-led growth or sales-led growth or operational efficiency. Can you tell a little bit more about it? How are you being able to, how are you being successful in this? And in the current dynamics, right, where, you know, there might be recessionary pressure, businesses Mm -hmm. don't know where things are headed. How is this model going to help you or has helped you in the the past and current environments? So, Again, the trust base is really understanding what success looks like with a client. It's not just understanding that success is with the business that is your client, but also your point of contact there as well, making sure that they're successful, uh, making sure that Alpha is profitable and is a healthy vendor, healthy partner. And then, of course, all of us care about how we present ourselves and how we're seen in the industry. We we really try to go to as many industry events as possible and not sell, but have have uh, conversations that are around solutions and and technology or what they're you know what these companies are interested in and not doing the sales. So they come to us for advice. They they look to us as trusted advisors. When we go into a room with a client, we're not just saying you know how much budget do you have and okay, we have this, this, you have this translation and we're just trying to work. We're looking at their end to end, their business and looking at how we can help them, what other opportunities there are and working alongside that individual to identify and target those opportunities and, and bring in more ROI. When you have a small team like this, you work very close together as well. So every RFP, every when we're doing presentations, we work together as a team, the senior management and and the, the two or three salespeople. So we get used to working together as a team and the dynamic is really strong and we, we're able to quickly figure out where our gaps are, our weaknesses and and fill those together. So it's this this same team going over and over again, working, you know, to to put forward alpha. We don't have a you know, we work with startups. We work with the Fortune 100 companies, enterprise level companies. We value startups, even if they give us, it could be a very small amount that year. Uh, but we find that, you know, in a startup, if we make them successful, they'll go to the next startup or the next company and they'll bring us right on board. So we, again, we're, we're living off of our, um, our reputation or just doing a great job by them. But it is, it's, it's not easy to, you know, to manage the end to end sales cycle. So we have been investing since COVID. We've 
implemented, we put in a whole marketing team uh, to help us with um, the, the content and branding and delivery of, of collateral, of, of support documentation. It's helped us in sales, but we've also found out as well that they can they add value to our service model as well. Clients, they can, you know, our marketing team has been able to support our our localization teams with with content that they may have for their clients with branding in local markets and things like that. So we're also selling some marketing services as 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 uh, as an as an offering now to our clients. Interesting. So 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 what what I'm hearing from you is you know in the trust based model or trust based selling model, essentially. You know, if if I may just summarize this, is being transparent with your, with your customer, making sure your customer is successful. You're, you're thinking from their success, even if it's startup, large companies, even you may not make money initially. Right. Uh, but you know, the thesis is that if the client is successful, that eventually you know you'll make a margins, and team is kind of working closely, building relationships. You know, with with the you know, with the customers, uh, and hence team has a very in-depth knowledge, you know, and hence you're able to make your customers successful and in return, you are successful. Did I, right. did I, did I, did I get this right? Did yeah, exactly right? that. And the transparency, being flexible uh, with the client is is really important. We, we've done many models where they're just cost plus, where we put everything on the table for them, very open with our pricing and our costs. I always remind my clients too, is that, you know, it's important that we're also a healthy vendor, that we're successful because that, that make, that mitigates risk on their side and allows them to, you know, to get the better quality. So uh, sometimes I like to share the numbers flat out and they let them see exactly what we're making in the margins, who we're bringing on board and how much we're paying them. Because we're just, you know, if you're running a business, you'll understand that. And, uh, and those costs are real. And if you're just trying to win the account and get the, the least cost and, and put that out there, that, that's a rep, recipe for failure in the future. Because you still, you know, we have people working for us. It, they're not, it's not uh, an algorithm or a software. We actually have people doing the translation and they, they, they need raises. They need, and we want to invest in them as well so that our clients get a really sustainable, strong quality process. That's that's such a that's such an important point, right? Reminding your client that you know it's in their best interest to make sure that you're making healthy margins. Otherwise, you're not going to be there tomorrow, and then it would just eventually just going to come down to them, and they're going to suffer because of that. That's 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 such a such an interesting and important point. But on on the flip side of that, like how you know with this current model, how do you scale, right? Like you know if it's a small business, I understand that. But when you are putting this business in a scale mode, how would you scale this business? This, well, this- so, yeah, so we, we, we've, so during COVID, we implemented, we, we brought on marketing. We had extra dollars that we weren't traveling with, um, going to events with, and we created this marketing group, which has helped us with the content delivery side of things, uh, the messaging, the social media. So that, that's been a help. We've also started up a brand new, fresh, pre-sales team as well to help us. We we looked at that and then we said, okay, well, we want to we want to streamline the process. So now we're looking at tools that can help automate and do some of that 
work and deliver uh, qualified leads or pre-qualified leads. So we're where we are growing, we are, are, we are growing our sales uh, team, but through, through some more traditional um, methods like adding marketing, I mean, you'd be surprised we didn't have a marketing before this, but we didn't. And um, so that's helping us scale. But um, still the, one of the most important things is just to get out there and connect with people and go to all the different events. So we, we're, we're starting to do that again and um, and we'll see how it goes with with as we develop this pre-sales and marketing how how effective that is and how we use it use it that's 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 very uh, very 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 interesting so I think it comes down to where we started right like you know in the current economic if I, if I could call it recessionary mm-hmm. environment or close to recessionary environment, What's your advice to revenue leaders on doing more with less? You know, if I, if I can just talk, if I can just get, you know, I, it's not the volume, it's not really volume. I would say, don't, don't think about it in volume. Think about every day as an event, uh, in the event industry, you, you invest, uh, time with your booth, with your speaking opportunity, your meeting people at that event, uh, uh, having meetings with people you already know that from before you're following up with them. Think about every day as an event and, and, and making sure that um, you, you're planning your day that way. And you're meeting at least, you know, you're moving forward the, the leads that you do have. And there, you, there's also a lot of third parties out there that can help you. There's uh, it's going to recommend a name in the industry. Um, Michelle, Nicole, who, you know, is, is, been great help to me as well with some sales processes and uh, development and some of the best mentors that I've had in sales previous to this have just, it's, you look at how they take care of their, how they take care of their clients. Look at some of the vendors that you've worked with and see that you really liked working with and see how they took care of you. They were, they made sure they were there by your side to support you. Not when, not when the job comes in and, and the dollars are um, to be spent, but but they're all the time supporting you. So, you know, find those people that you know that you believe that you, you want to do business with, and 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 really build that relationship with them of trust, and and they will connect you with with others either in their company or other places that need support, and they will they'll bring you business. But if you're if you have to focus on um, if you only have a limited amount of time and you have to focus, that that's really how I sort of approach it. William, I think we can we can talk about this topic for um, you know for another hour, but just with respect to your time and a listener's time, I think I'm going to conclude this podcast. I think this conversation has been very fantastic. I mean, just a glimpse you know into kind of trust based selling. As a as a parting thought, like are there any good reads, like good books, blogs, newsletter, websites, videos you recommend to our listeners? Yeah, Nimsy Insights is great in our industry. I think they're um, how do you they're, spell? They're a great great resource. N i m d i z Nimsy. I can send you the link after. I'm sort of an old school, you know. Harvard Business Review kind of reader. I still pick up the the hard copy and read through it. I think they have great ideas. But LinkedIn, I check every day. 
to see what people are writing about and keep up to date there as well. But uh, again, I, I would say go back to those vendors, people who you've worked with in the past who've made you successful. And, and you know, those are, those are people that you want to look to to build your, your um, look into what you might uh, see as success. Okay, great. Well, William, thank you so much. I really enjoyed having uh, you on our podcast today. Thanks uh, for being on the show. Okay, thank you very much. Great to be here. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands to help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demandbase TV. 